welcome to another episode of Church Talks. I have uh, probably the newest friends that I've made. <laughs> and if, <laughs> if anyone knows me, um, you know, I never meet a stranger and I meet a lot of people while traveling or at concerts. Um, actually, I've had guests on this podcast that I met at a concert and now we're friends and have been for years. So these two are another example. So I want you to meet the Greys and I'm going to let them introduce themselves um, and give you just a little bit, um, a snippet of, of who they are and what they do. And then we'll get into more details after they introduce themselves. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, we're the Greys. My name is CJ Gray. And I'm Cassie. We are the Greys. We make music together. We're a married folk pop uh, duo. We are originally from the Pennsylvania, Maryland area. We just recently moved down to North Carolina. Uh, we've been making music together as a couple for the last almost two years, about a year and a half um, ago. We had our first show as the Greys, and it happened to be our wedding. Where we <laughs> sang, yeah, we sang our vows um, at our ceremony. Oh, and that's the 40-year song? That's the 40-year song. Oh, my God. You got it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, sorry. Well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm kind of fangirl over y'all songs already, but. I love it. That is beautiful. That. Cassie, you want to add anything okay. to that? Uh, no, I mean, we're really excited to be here. It's funny how we make connections and random uh, experiences in life and seeing where it goes, and we're definitely honored to be here. Wow. Well, I love how CJ said the state. Tell, tell me what state you're living in again. We are in North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina. See, like you don't even sound like you're from from anywhere up north. Like that sounded legitimately southern. <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> We've been here long enough. How about that? <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And, you know, so you guys are on the coast. You're on um, you're in Wilmington. Or near Wilmington, yes. Yeah, we're and in near. Wilmington. Yeah, we're right about 10, 15 minutes from the beach. Yeah, and I told y'all that it is not odd for me to make a day trip to there. So you're really not that far. I mean, I could literally come and see you guys and then be home in the same day. So you don't yeah, feel far good. away. And yeah. I know it's 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 going to happen at some point this summer. I can go and say it at least once. Awesome. But, we encourage it. <laughs> yes. So you make music together. You are married. Mm -hmm. Um and we met at a Johnny Swim show, and because <laughs> yes. um, Johnny Swim is incredible, maybe yeah, one day there'll be guests on my podcast. That would be awesome. Heck yeah! I mean, <laughs> they they still have not acknowledged the sign that I made them. Uh, uh, I'm a little salty about that. That that was an incredible sign. We were both heartbroken. That, you yeah. bring it inside. that was an amazing yes. sign <laughs> that's actually I mean I feel like that was kind of the icebreaker to to my and your friendship because um you know we were right there at the front of the line and y'all were right behind me and I mean I was working like feverishly on this sign I mean it was double-sided you brought it was artistic amazing. you brought a marker cup you had options <laughs> to make it look pretty she was, com she was committed man she was committed. and it, it was not on poster board either it was legit cardboard like i yeah. cut the cardboard in the car that's uh, so funny man i know and then that daggone security guard <laughs> just a jerk man just a yeah. jerk not even let yeah. me bring my sign in so i left it on their tour bus and they acknowledged that they got it. They did say that from the stage. I was gonna say they did bring it up in the show that they had the sign. I was and he said it was post something on social media. Oh, <laughs> trust me, I was I was waiting for it. I was like, maybe they'll just send me something in my DMs if they don't want to like make it weird. But nothing still. So Johnny Swim, if you're listening, I just want you to know I'm still waiting on that shout out for the sign that I worked really hard on. 
and oh, that wow. I was willing to cut into multiple pieces to bring in. <laughs> right. Which CJ and Cassie were going to help me in doing so. But anyway, that's beside the point. We did meet at Johnny Swim concert. And uh, y'all, like, in, in such a subtle way, um, mentioned that you were musicians and that you had a goal and even, um, was it a hashtag? That, yes. Yeah. Yes. Of, of wanting to open for Johnny Swift. <laughs> That yes. that has been so, and it's so funny because since that concert, and we we kind of discussed it with you, like kind of like in passing, that we've kind of realigned our goals because we are so similar to Johnny Swim. But one of our right. biggest goals when we started making music was like they are really who we look up to in the music industry, and so we always thought, man, the Grays open up for Johnny Swim, that'd be so fun. So we made a hashtag, hashtag the Grays open up for Johnny Swim. Um, and so like that, that's always been the dream. So now we're just yeah. friends with them. <laughs> right. We want to write with them. God, yes. that, and, and I think that's absolutely a possibility because, you know, when they did the uh, songs with strangers during the pandemic and did all of that writing and, and collaborating just yes. via technology, like, like I could totally see y'all doing that. And the fact that Abner gave you his set list and said that your music was fire, <laughs> like <laughs> totally he knows you. Yeah, um, I'm still living on cloud nine from that. Every once in a while, we'll be like trying to write something, and we're like not getting quite there. And I'm like, no, Abner said my music was fire. I could do this. Yes, we got him the next day and framed that set list within 12 hours. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> doubt it at all. I went back and watched the the video of you know him grabbing our hands or whatever, and I'm just yeah. like, I know this dude is just a human, but like he's super influential to our lives. Yeah, and it's so it's so cool because I, I put it to you this way, and I went back to work, and obviously kind of told all my coworkers. For us, uh, and I'm going to speak for myself. I'm sure you know I can speak for Cassie. I'm going to speak for myself on this. For as long as I've been making music, you know, you don't really truly get a whole lot of validation other than by you know people who listen to your music and they're like, hey, your music is great. But to get validation from someone that you look up to in the music industry, someone whose music has changed your life, someone whose music was a part of your wedding, part of your everyday life. For them to validate that what you're doing, you're doing it well. You, we may not be where we want to be, but that that's just that was such a huge, um, I guess, boost for us in our journey making music. I mean, it was absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, and y'all, y'all went. Was it last night? You went to another concert? Uh, no, actually, mm-hmm. we went to so um, Johnny Swin's old drummer Devin uh, Von Balsen. He plays drums for a band called Flip Turn. So we went to see Johnny Swim in Raleigh on Monday, and then that Thursday. Flip Turn was in town with Mount Joy in Wilmington, and we saw them that Thursday. Man. Which was, yeah. it was so cool, because I was going to try and buy tickets back-to-back, because they were supposed to be at the Ritz on Tuesday. I was like, let's just stay in Raleigh for two days. But then they came to us in Wilmington, and we still got to see them. Yeah, Dude. it was uh, absolutely. And shout out to Devin, because he literally got us yeah. a guest for free. <laughs> we, we didn't even know it was, he was going to be in town. He just texted me, he was like, yo, we're going to be in Wilmington. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's like, I got you on the guest list, you're good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, you know, I've already told you that when you guys do go on tour, whether or not it's with Johnny Swim, doesn't matter. Like, I expect some backstage passes. We want, we want our, we want I mean, our I'll, own cardboard sign. Yes, <laughs> oh my God. Like, I'll we make will you let a, you in. <laughs> I, will, I will make, I'll get a whole, like, you know, 70-inch flat screen TV box. <laughs> and, like, that's going to be, 
the magnitude of your sign. <laughs> I love it. We will make sure we let security know. Like <laughs> sign around you. I know. Just go ahead and warn security of me in general because I mean I can be I can be a hazard at times, but but never no. never dangerous. Just you know, just living life fully. Just fun. I love it. That's why we, that's why we're good friends. We all like to have some fun. That's all Man. Well, I just I, I love your energy. I love that uh, you know, even even before I knew that y'all were musicians, just your humility and the fact that, you know, you, I don't know who started the conversation about the sign, but y'all were just like gung-ho on helping me with that. And then we ended up being able to get in to the little mosh pit area right beside each other. Uh, and while waiting for the show to start, you know, we're talking, we're making friends with another couple that's there, um, taking selfies. And yeah. I just, I love that aspect of humanity and mm. specifically how music brings that like brings people of all kinds of backgrounds and you know otherwise we would have never met most mm -hmm. likely mm -hmm. but yep. music and especially those intimate shows um that you don't get in like a big coliseum but yeah. that provided that and so i appreciate y'all's hearts and then you just kind <laughs> of you know slid a uh like a business card <laughs> <laughs> listen we, we we still got a market <laughs> i know and i'm like dude do it work it um so i was with my friend ashley and we listened to your music the whole drive back from raleigh and just Aww. was loving it that's amazing we absolutely <laughs> love that our, our philosophy is always friends first business second like we we love making friends with people and so you know, there's a lot of times where we're hanging out with people and the fact that we play music doesn't even come up because we really just do enjoy the camaraderie of being around people that we like. So we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being our friend. Well, you know. Dude, this is awesome. Well, I do want to, to know more of, of y'all's backstory. So, um, you know, everybody that's listening right now, like we're going to we're going to tag them in the show notes. We're going to um, you know, tell you how you can find them on, on Instagram, which I'm pretty sure it's We Are The Grays. Yes, yep, and it's, it's it. G-R-A-E-S. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that gets misspelled frequently. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but it's at We Are The Grays on Instagram. And if you just go to The Grays on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to music, then you can listen to them. Um, I love the song Deep, and apparently other people oh, do too, because it's the most played song that you have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and your cover of You Broke Me First, and of course, the 40 Years, the, the wedding song that just... <laughs> It just grips my soul. Um, but so you guys, I know you said that, that you've actually met each other while you were leading worship. Is that right? That's the cuter Cassie, version. That's the, <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, I'll let Cassie answer this one because we yeah. this is a discrepancy in our, in our story. Okay. Yeah. I just, I want to know the backstory because I mean, you know, everybody, well, I won't say everybody, but when you see somebody on stage or you know they're musicians or you listen to them on Spotify, it's like, you know, oh, they're so cool. But like, you know, there's always a story and I love people's story. So, so tell the, me about it. The simple version that CJ doesn't remember is we met at Panera Bread. <laughs> That's not cute. So yes. we tell people we met at church because that was our second. <laughs> but, but we were just all on lunch breaks with friends and all of our friends knew each other except CJ and I. And I was like, I'd heard about CJ and I was like, oh, this, this pop singer and he's from Hagerstown. He's this really good, talented musician. And I was like, oh, that's, a, that's the CJ guy I've always heard about. And I sat down across wow. with him. Popular. I know. I was like, oh, okay. He's and got great hair. He does. <laughs> no, he had some blonde in his hair when I met him. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, no. And um, sat down across with him and, uh, 
this is always it sounds so bad when I say it out loud but I said I was like um I've never seen tattoos on a black guy can I see your tattoos and he rolled up his little <laughs> he was there on his lunch break so he's like in his button-down shirt and he's like rolling up his sleeve and I was like okay cool I gotta go back to work bye <laughs> and then we didn't see each other for like four months until December um and then we remet. we were both on worship and it was love at first sight for him <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. So CJ, <laughs> is your, is your perspective different? Yeah. Oh my gosh. hundred percent. I, I oh. don't so I know, remember. So <laughs> I, I know that, you know, she says that we met at Panera Bread and that was like the first encounter and everything like that. I don't fully remember that. Um, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I would remember someone asking to see my tattoos, but you know, <laughs> it, it's not, it's not even that it's insignificant in all fairness. I have a very bad memory. Um, but I will say uh, we both were on worship. So we, we went to a church that was considered kind of like a bigger church in the area we were at. And this church had multiple uh, campuses and Cassie living on the Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania side of the line and me living in Maryland. The main campus was in Maryland. That's where I led worship. That's where I was the band director. And she led worship in the Chambersburg, Pennsylvania uh, campus. She happened to be in Maryland for a Saturday service. And I see on the, you know, the little planning center that, you know, this Cassie Varner is going to be playing piano. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that, that's this Cassie girl that I'm hearing all about. Everyone's saying she's a powerhouse vocalist and she's a very good instrumentalist. So I was like, so she won't give me any issues. Wouldn't oh you gosh. know, this chick showed up to band practice and she didn't know a <laughs> single song. Oh. <laughs> she had no idea what she was doing. Because <laughs> when you work at a church during Christmas season, I worked there too. You just don't have any time. And I was like, oh no, yeah. I'm like not prepared. And I'm also on the band <laughs> with a pop singer. So this is going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, wow. she did she did fine and also wanted to know since it was the first december of of or since it was the first sunday of december this was also where it kick starts you know those couple of weeks leading up to christmas so we were all wearing ugly christmas sweaters so that was <laughs> what i remember of meeting cassie for the first time and yes she's absolutely right it was love at first sight for me it he took wrote, about seven months for her to catch up he wrote me a song that night <laughs> oh are I you did, serious he did. Yeah. Oh, tell, wow. tell, him what ha- tell him what happened next. Okay, so I was out to out at Chick-fil-A with some friends because that's very important. And we were in a group text with everyone on the worship team. And CJ was like, I want everyone's numbers. And I'm like, face full of chicken. I'm like, if he really cares, he'll do like process of elimination. And then he finally texted me. I'm still eating nuggets. And he's like, hey, you inspired me to play piano tonight and sent me this recording. And I was <laughs> like... I'd rather have my nuggets. So I never played the recording. <laughs> and then like fast forward half of a year later, I realized, oh, that was a song he wrote for me. Not just because I inspired him, but it's like professing his love for me. And then I went to listen to the file and it was corrupt. <laughs> oh my God. File corrupt. I still have not heard it to this day. <laughs> and wow. she never will. She never will. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. You're not going to play it for her? Nope, nope, not gonna play it for maybe one day. Maybe one day. He's like, but, after we get married, you can hear it. And here we are. I still haven't heard it. <laughs> well, you know, so after 40 years, then maybe you'll play it because then you're gonna need another song for there you go. We're for the, the next 40 years. There you go. I love that's that. That's a good idea. I like that. Man, I hope you remember it then. <laughs> Man, well, I want, so I've got some questions. I wanna know. Uh, you know, cause I, I'm a musician. I write, um, like I write music, songs, whatever, but I don't, I don't really put anything out because it's so vulnerable. Yeah. Um, like, you know, just the songs that I write, sometimes I'm like, these are just for me. Like, this is my therapy. Um, but for anybody else who, who loves to write, who loves music 
and is, you know, an aspiring artist, uh, what advice would you give them? Because I know y'all are still like in the beginning stages, but I mean, the quality of what you do is excellent. Mm -hmm. Uh, The character of you guys is excellent. So maybe just what, what advice would you give some aspiring musicians and singers? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that's a, that's a really good question. And honestly, you know, we, it's funny you ask that because we spend all of our time really trying to find the answers to that for ourselves. But honestly, you know, really looking into it, I know you said that, you know, it's very vulnerable for you and you're very transparent in your songwriting. I think for anyone who's really wanting to get into this world, being a songwriter or a performer or whatever may be the case, it's just really just being authentic to yourself. We realized for, for us, we could easily write music and sing it to each other, for each other, and that be it. But I think one of the things that we realize is both of us have a pretty insane story as far as our upbringing. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there who have probably experienced similar things that we have um, in our childhood and our, in our you know, teenage years and whatnot. And so we got to a place where we've been able to write about it and it's been therapy and healing for us. And so we really love the fact that we have somewhat of a platform to be able to share that healing with others, even though it may be like Cassie cries every single song that we've written, she's, she's bawled her eyes out. And it's because yes. it's such a healing process for her. And then we're like, okay, great. This is going to work really well. Like if she doesn't cry, it's not a good thing. <laughs> That's pretty much what we've landed at. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, there's, there's writers that write songs for other people. And, yeah. you know, so many artists that, that we know, we listen to whatever, like they're singing songs that someone else wrote and, you know, and it's just like, I don't know how I would feel. And of course we do cover songs and, you know, whether it's in church or, you know, just pop songs, whatever. And yeah. we can still feel it as if we wrote it. But mm-hmm. the thought of like me giving my song to somebody else is like, Ugh. like, yeah. <laughs> like this didn't come from you. But at the same time, it's like, I, I'm probably never going to sing my own song. So that might be the only way that my songs get out. Right. Um, so do you guys, like, I know you, you've covered, you broke me first and uh, ghost by Justin mm-hmm. Bieber. Um, but how would you feel about writing a song for somebody else to sing? Well, it's actually interesting to say that because at the beginning of the grays, there was like this one month period where we're like, maybe we should just offer to write songs for people just for like their birthday. <laughs> and yeah. cause we had some people inquire about it and we're like, yeah, this is actually really hard. Cause we don't know that person. Um, but I think if we were to write a song that we felt was true and authentic to ourselves, um, but wasn't something that we want to perform, I think sometimes you just have to release your art with that expectation that someone's going to translate it in their own way. And that's okay. Um, Because you wrote it out of the pureness of your own heart and your own translation. Um, And I think that's kind of the beauty of music is just letting people to open and free to interpret it and own it and then express it in their own way. That's a great answer. Mm -hmm. It is. Phenomenal. <laughs> That's a phenomenal answer. Better than anything I would have said. <laughs> yeah, because I think, I think even a lot of times when we do covers, like for the first like 20 minutes, I'm dissecting it like technically. And then CJ always has to remind me, like put emotion to it. And I can tell you that people like John Bellion writes for Justin Bieber a lot. And I'm sure Justin Bieber, what? you know, yeah, he. I did not his, know that. I love John yes, Bellion. We love John Bellion too. When his oh. like, latest album, um, when Justin's latest album came out, we were like, oh my gosh, you can totally tell it's John Bellion. But you know. Yeah, they, so fun fun fact just, uh, John Bellion wrote Ghost, by the way. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we love some <laughs> or one, of, one, one of the writers. We are huge John Bellion fans. He's one of the writers for that. Oh, yes. We love some Bellion. 
But um, wow. yeah, just, you know, you know, they, they all wrote it from a different platform and different perspective. And I definitely can't relate to the same life as, as Justin or John, but taking it and just owning it in my own way and, you know, having right. that different translation and then putting your emotion into it. Well, yeah. And I, and I think like we, and we do the same thing when we do these covers, right? Cause I tell Cass, try and step into where the songwriter was when they wrote it. Like try to, let's see if we can step into the headspace they were in. You know, Ghost is an easy one yeah. to do that because we've all lost, we've all lost someone. Right. And that's the mm -hmm. song that we can all, that's why it's so popular. And so it's like, we can sing the songs and we just sing the words that are on the page. But I think what truly makes a cover stand out from others is when you could tell that that person is singing from a place of which like they could have written that song because they are emotionally tied to that. And so yeah. for us, if we write music that we just don't feel is a gray song, <clears throat> um, and it's someone else's, we would hope that they, like Cassie said, they would interpret it in a way that they could step into it and it means something to them. And then we've done our part because our thing is we want people to be healed and to have that same healing from our music. So even if it is interpreted differently, it's still doing the job that we set out to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Man. So when you guys are writing, do you write like a music and, and like melody first or do you write lyrics first? That is so funny she asked that, Cass, because we got <laughs> home we got home from work today and we wrote we finished writing a song mm -hmm. and then we tried starting to write like what two or three other ones and failed miserably. Yeah, but honestly Been there. It, you know, yeah. I didn't but I didn't cry, so maybe that's why. That's probably what right. it was. That's so that's it. No, to answer honest, your question is oh, go, oh, go ahead, Cass. No, I was just going to say, it, it happens really organically. Um, mm -hmm. CJ always has music playing. He's he like, we come in from work, he pets the cat and he picks up his guitar, like religiously. And that's what happened today. <laughs> he got home at six and we didn't, he didn't put it down until like 745. And we wrote mm -hmm. for almost two hours. Um, and he has dreams. We have dreams about lyrics and just like melodies. And then he'll play them on guitar. And one of the songs that didn't come together yet was a melody he's heard for like a month or two, but we just don't know what lyrically would go with it. So right. it just, it all happens organically. And um, he's definitely more profound in making the music and the melodies. And I have like concepts and he helps put them to music. So we partner really well together and like utilize our strengths for sure. Cassie, Cassie has a very, very unique way with words. I'm sure you can already tell just by some of the answers she's given. Exactly. She's yeah. very, very good with her words. <laughs> and she doesn't come from a songwriting background. Like she was a worship leader. She, you know, sang songs that other people wrote. And so the coolest thing in the world is I've been writing songs my whole life. And honestly, a lot of those songs aren't good because I didn't have, you know, someone to really step in and take what I was trying to say and just kind of mature it up a little bit. And so Typically, to answer your question, you know, I might have been fiddling around the guitar for a little bit, and I've come up with a chord progression that I think it stands out from some of the other stuff that we do. And uh, I'll start humming melodies and start, you know, fiddling around with some different ideas. And Cassie will say something, you know, like, you know, I I I'm deep in the weeds of this or something. She'll <laughs> say something that just really sparks an idea and then it just kind of wildfire. <laughs> yeah, something that should be on a fortune cookie. Sometimes she's almost so cryptic that I'm like, what are you trying to say? Like, that, like I, I, I don't understand what you're trying to get at here. And she's like, exactly. Now, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I will say sometimes I will come up with lines when it's, it's like an interesting approach. Like CJ will have a melody and he'll just kind of like hum it with like words that aren't real words. And I mm -hmm. think, and I think he says something. So then I make it a sentence. And sometimes some of our lines come from that. I'm like, did you say this? Mm -hmm. He goes, no, I said not anything like that. I'm like, well, I heard this. 
and wow. it's just taking his taking his mumbles and turning them into sentences sometimes um sometimes it works <laughs> it's not like it's not textbook by any means but I'm like, yeah, oh, cool. there's no there's no scientific method to it honestly and the coolest thing in the world is and johnny swim speaking about them they talked about desmond's song and how like that's the song that they started writing like almost 18 years ago yeah and they just released it and it's like Crazy. I have so many songs that like the chord, like the chord progression that Cassie was talking about just a, a little bit ago. She said a month ago, I've been playing this chord progression for almost two years and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have anything for it. So like hearing Johnny Swim's story about Desmond's song, I'm like, yeah, maybe there's lyrics that come with that chord progression in the next 20 years. Who knows? <laughs> and then Love yeah. Again was a chord progression that we took out of a Justin Bieber song we were going to cover and we were going to do our own rendition and then we turned it into our own song. So it's just yeah. always different yeah one of my favorite artists is out of lynchburg virginia and his name is john mark pantana have y'all ever heard of him i've I've heard of him yeah yeah and he does a lot of that like he'll have a melody and he'll just mumble words Mm -hmm. until he gets something and he actually releases some of the songs that are just the mumbles mumbles, or he'll be on like instagram live or something like that and just kind of put that out there uh so i i totally get that and yeah and like some of the the favorite uh, like some of my favorite songs that you know anybody does are like the lyrics that are so deep that it's hard to memorize the song. It's like mm-hmm. one of those that you just want to just sit and just soak in because yeah. the lyrics are so deep and so honest and um, it's not something that you would necessarily sing. It's like a congregational song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, those are yep. great when you have like, you know, a good little tag that everybody can just shout out as an anthem and it's repetitive. Yeah. But man, like the songs that are just deeply written, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Cassie, I appreciate your gift of that, and <laughs> CJ for your gift of of mumbling through melody. Yeah. <laughs> we, we make we make a pretty we make a pretty uh, a pretty good unit. That's what I'd say. That. <laughs> Golly, well, and I know you guys are playing some shows. So y'all actually played. Uh, was it last week at the Dry Dock Inn in yes. Wilmington? Yes. So, oh. like, how do you go about like getting these gigs, or you know, do people hear about you and they invite you, or do you have to do a lot of like marketing? What does that look like? Again, sure I'm gonna both. brag. I'm gonna brag on Cassie. Cassie does oh, okay. all of our booking. Shout out, Cassie Gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's ahead, a Cass. mixture. Of, it's no, it's truly a mixture of both. Because when we first came down here, we were just cold emailing everyone because no one knew us. Um, and then there's you know chapters where people are like flooding our inbox. Um, and just connections and people see us at restaurants like hey I have my own restaurant you want to come play um, so it's it's just a mixture of both but you know CJ's great at booking as well he doesn't give himself enough credit because he does a lot of a lot of the research because you have to go find all those emails that don't actually do a real inbox and find, <laughs> the, right, find the right way to connect with people so it's got its work put in for it but it's good and we're, we're working yep. towards we just recently hired um, a drummer and a bassist yes. down here. We had a full band up north, and when we decided to move south, obviously we they wouldn't bring come our, with us. Our, yeah, and, <laughs> well, and dang so it. they were both. How dare they? I know, right? They were both groomsmen in my wedding. They're like my best friends in the entire world, and uh, I, so both of them are married, and then one of them has two kids now, and so it was just not possible. They weren't um, going to fit us. in our apartment. <laughs> no, well, I mean they're probably pissed at y'all that you left them. Uh, sure. they, no, they, they definitely are trust me and their kids are too <laughs> dang man but, uh, so like we, we we've been trying to book some some bigger shows where we're able to utilize our band now so you know kind of stepping out of the three-hour bar gigs which we love and we respect and we've definitely gotten to where we are because of them 
Um, mm-hmm. We're really trying to step more into showcasing our original music more. Um, we mm-hmm. play a lot of covers at the current shows that we play at because no one wants to really hear three hours of our music when they don't really know who we are. So we're really right. trying to step into playing more original shows where it's, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of our original content that, um, that we can get our name out there a little bit further. Yeah, I mean, so why North Carolina? Why Wilmington? Uh, Cast. Um, because to the right of the map is the ocean. <laughs> we don't have we don't yes. have an adult answer to that question yet. We just knew there was a beach here, so we came. Yeah, we were Man. like, we got to figure out where we want to live, and we're like, oh crap. And I was like, honestly, I thought North Carolina would be kind of cool, but I think only rich people can live near the beach. And he's like, oh, I've always wanted to try Carolina, North Carolina too. So we tried Charlotte, wow. and it wasn't really like the vibe we were looking for, but we also went in the middle of the pandemic. Um, oh yeah, and then. CJ's friend that he met through a talent show was like, "Come to Wilmington," and he was like, "Delaware." He's like, "That's not that's not the goal." <laughs> um, and that's when we learned that Wilmington is also in North Carolina, <laughs> and because we were looking for that beach life, you know, live music and always something going on, um, a little bit more exciting than Farmville. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we came and visit for a weekend, and we're like, "This is it." We just knew, and you know, fifteen yeah. minutes from beaches, you can't beat it. Right. Nope. No, I, I love the area and that's why, you know, if I have a free day and it's warm, like I am Come on I-40. down. <laughs> this weekend is looking good. Come on down. Oh, look, I, I, <laughs> I have to like somewhat plan. <laughs> you have two days. <laughs> I know, right? What, what would be some of the biggest challenges that you've seen as far as like, I don't even know, do y'all have jobs? Like, <laughs> like yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you do, like you go to work because this is not basically paying the bills yet i know you're hoping that that will be the case at some point right so so what does it look like when you have full like full-time jobs and what are your like if you don't mind like what are your jobs and yeah. how does that like coincide with your music yeah uh, good yeah was, those are great questions I, it's uh so we both work full-time jobs um you're gonna think we're absolutely crazy but we both work at the same place um, nice. <laughs> yeah uh, when we when we tell people this they're like wait a minute so you guys work full-time jobs together you guys do music together like, don't you guys get tired of each other? And the answer is Let's no. Let's hope really you don't. make it to 40 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, I mean, it, it, it's been absolutely fun. We, so we both work for, for Keller Williams Realty. Um, okay. It's a real estate company. Neither one of us are realtors. We both work in sales support. Cassie is um, a transaction coordinator. And I work um, as an agent services manager for agents joining the company. So I help with recruiting and then getting them onboarded into the market center. Um, and then just basically getting them plugged in to grow their businesses. So that's what we do. We both work uh, around 40 hours a week, and um, it, it's definitely challenging. I will say we are blessed because we have probably the best jobs in the world to be doing what we're doing with music. Um, there's, there's not many other places that you can work that really truly support um, you know, their employees you know, having to leave work an hour early to go play a show or – you know, having, you know, events at work and then being asked to play at those events because they, they like your music that much. Like we truly work in like the best place um, to be able to do this. But, you know, th- there's still that challenge that it's still time that we are putting towards that work and it does pay the bills. and It helps fund a lot what we do with music. Um, but we are we walk into this and we had the long and tough conversation where, you know, we do have a dream to where making music is what pays. You know, for these next couple of years, working eight to five and then getting home and working six to ten is just 
our reality right now. You know, we've had a yeah. lot of late night dinners. We ate dinner like 30 minutes ago, you know, so <laughs> it's a lot of late nights. Uh, I'm sitting in the studio right now and it's an absolute wreck in here because of the last cover that we just did. So it's like, it's just our life right now. <laughs> and that was actually my next question is, do you record at home or do you have to go to a studio? So do you actually have a studio in your home? Yeah, uh, we have a full-fledged studio in our second bedroom of our apartment. Um, you can ask our neighbors <laughs> how they feel about that. Yeah, Lee, I was going to say, I mean, I have a, a house, and even that, I'm like, are my neighbors hearing me when I am just turning my sound system way up? <laughs> I can't imagine being in an apartment. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we make sure to be respectful. We don't we don't record, or at least we don't use the main speakers after a certain time. But there, we did learn our lesson because we were living in the one-bedroom version of our apartment like a year and a half ago. And we had this Christmas song that we put out called Quarantine Christmas. We've since taken it down, but Christmas. And it was like, I didn't realize it was like 2 a.m. And I'm blasting this song, trying to mix it myself because I didn't want to have to <laughs> send it off to a mix engineer and go through all that. So I was trying to do it myself. And I swear it was probably like four and a half hours of me blasting the same. And someone was just like, hey, we heard you playing that song last night. Do you mind if you keep it down a little bit? So ever since then, we try to <laughs> make sure that we're cutting it off at a certain time of the night. <laughs> I totally forgot that happened. <laughs> yeah, that definitely happened. <laughs> Man, so what are what are some of the the most exciting things that you've experienced? Um, and you and you can say just just being together, being married, um, or <laughs> or just experiencing the music world. Like, what are some of the highlights that you've had just in the last few years of knowing each other? Oh my gosh. Um, and the oh. whole Johnny Swim, Abner, yeah. that, that yeah. are, that's like, that's a given top thing. Yeah. Okay. So what, what is second place? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like we've grown significantly just like as friends, CJ and I, which has been really cool to see like our friendship grow. Cause wow. obviously yeah. we're, obviously we're married, but like, we truly do love doing everything together. We're probably that annoying couple who like shows up together all the time. Um, <laughs> But aside from, like, the relationship side and marriage and, like, getting our first apartment together and all those cute little lovey-dovey things, um, musically, it's just been really cool to see how fast we've grown in a year and a half. And it's definitely, like, all by the grace of God, for sure, because we have no idea what we're doing. Um, <laughs> Who does? I need a man who ever says that they know what they're doing. Just, yeah. We're totally yeah. just winging No one knows. Everyone's just guessing. <laughs> yeah, researching and putting our hustle in and winging it. Um, but we were in a Hallmark movie, which was a huge thing. Um, what yeah which one um christmas and harmony <laughs> okay um and honestly it's the first five seconds if you blink you'll miss it and you <laughs> we just we literally just drop a christmas tree in the background but like i've never seen anyone drop a tree like we do and uh we Baller are that movie. <laughs> wow <laughs> like everyone in our hometown is like oh, i'm so excited we watched the movie again i'm like it's april and it's like five seconds of us <laughs> dropping a tree but like my whole family had a, like a viewing party. They were so excited to see us drop a tree. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been in a few local magazines, local radio, um, and then just like artistically cool to see how we've grown as like writers and musicians and developing our skills. Cause like CJ said, I've never written a song until our wedding vows. And like, that's obviously more wordy than normal songs. Cause it's like your wedding vow. Um, yeah. So just kind of, you know, maturing in lyrics and melodies and vocal skills and, you know, playing instruments. So that's been a really cool highlight, just seeing our growth and because we can get down ourselves. And I was like, CJ, we have to pause and just realize that we're having this conversation about why we're disappointed in ourselves, but we're also going to pick up, pick up a magazine that we're in. So like we have to just small, like stop and like celebrate the small things too. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I was going to say, and just to kind of like piggyback off of that, one of the biggest ones for me is obviously the Johnny Swim thing. But yes. what, an- another artist of mine that I really um, admire, his name is Lau. His real name is Ari oh. Left. Yes. Yeah, he, he does it. I like me better when I'm with you. You know, that's all. Go ahead and sing it. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he, uh, I had discovered him off of a YouTube channel mm. called So Far Sounds. And I had never heard of this dude before. I had heard the song a couple times on the radio. And I'm like, what is this YouTube channel? And like, I saw this Lau singing acoustically, I Like Me Better. And he's on this piano, it's really dope vibes. And I mean, I'm like, wow, this is super cool. And I was like, man, one day, and then I found out that Leon Bridges was on So Far Sounds, uh, Billie Eilish, all these big time artists that are like mega famous now, all were on this So Far Sounds thing when they first started off. So I'm like, holy cow, like that would be a pretty cool benchmark and yeah. we were we had played a show somewhere in Wilmington, a distillery in Wilmington. Uh, end of, of days. Day. Shout out yeah. End of Days. And <laughs> this lady walks up to us and was just like, oh my gosh, I absolutely love your vibe. I'm a representative of So Far Sounds in Raleigh. We would love to have you come up and um, and do a set with us. And I'm like freaking, I'm freaking <laughs> out. I'm like, what? <laughs> and like, cast, so we did the show. It was a sold out show. It was absolutely incredible. And we like kind of went about the rest of our our you know, day and, you know, like a month passed. I told Cass, I was like, did we ever celebrate the fact that we had achieved a goal that I had set for myself? Like before I even met you. (laughs) And she's like, no, we didn't. So we had to really stop. And like, it was like two months after the show and just like really celebrate the fact that that's something that I said I wanted to do like years ago and Mm -hmm. here we are doing it. So there's a lot of cool things that have happened that we really do like breeze over that we have to really do a better job of stopping and really like, celebrating the wins that we've had um we've we're always looking you know next big picture and uh to really slow ourselves down and to celebrate the wins that we have right now that that's become a very important thing for us like our first goal was to have five gigs total because that was going to be a huge win comparing to like where we're from and we had 55 (laughs) we had 55 gigs last year we're like oh my god (laughs) we had no social life but we had 55 gigs Yeah, that's true. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah. Man, um, I, have, I have one more question and then we're going to get into some rapid fire. But, right, cool. um, but I know that, we, so we have something in common and, and Johnny Swim also has it in common that we are believers in Jesus, but mm-hmm. we also do mainstream music. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and something that Johnny Swim has said is that they didn't want to be labeled as a Christian artist because they wanted their their reach to be much further and they didn't want to be um, you know, categorized as to only doing church songs, but, you know, they're, they've led worship sets and whatever. So, um, so what does, you know, what did actually, you know, starting off in a church and like leading worship and um, doing Christian music, like how has that helped to form who you are as an artist now that may not be labeled as a Christian artist, but still having those, those faith roots and that belief system? Like how has that helped mm. to form who you are now? Mm. Yeah, that, that's great. That's a great question. I, I think, honestly, in the way that we write, uh, one big thing, and it's pretty obvious if you've listened to our music, we, we won't curse in our music. Um, you know, we, we have our philosophy around cursing and, you know, different curse words and things like that. But it's like who determined it was a curse word? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, that, and that's my philosophy. Like, Cassie yeah. and I have so many, like, deep conversations around, around those words. Like, there are certain words that just mean bad things. And right. there are certain words that have just had a negative connotation to them. But yeah. because perception is reality and because 
you know, there is a negative stigma around certain words. One thing that we don't do when we write is we don't write curse words into our music. We've acknowledged that there's a couple of songs that we've written where a curse word would fit perfectly fine in some of those places. <laughs> but we won't, we won't put that in there. We don't want to compromise that part of who we are. Um, and then I also think that we, we just finished writing a song called Prayers and, you know, really tapping into that worship vibe and that worship feel of, you know, being bigger than ourselves and, and, and things of that nature. I think has really made it easy, honestly, for us to be quote unquote secular artists. I've always said, I wanna make music to where I can go into a bar and someone who's in that bar can be like, something's different about that dude. He's yeah. singing these songs and I'm feeling a presence that's not you know, normal here, rather than feeling like I'm shackled to a church, which is not a bad thing. You know, People right. who label themselves as Christian artists, not a bad thing at all. I believe that that is a, a part of the industry that is necessary, that it's needed. Um, I don't think that that's where I belong. And I'm going to speak for myself on that. Um, but I don't think that's where I belong. No, I, awesome. I, I love that. I think it's been beneficial to have such a long time in my life be rooted in the church and in my faith. Because now that I'm not in a like worship leader capacity, but now writing music of my own, it gives me a good home base. Like It gives me a really good anchor. Um, and the, the journey of being an emerging artist is not fun. It's not for the weak or the weak minded or the insecure. Um, and so there's definitely moments where you, you question your worth, you question what you're doing, you question why you're doing it. Um, and we have to have these conversations a lot where we're like, we're doing it because we love it. We're doing it because we have this passion inside of us that came from somewhere and there's stories that were, you know, we have the privilege of telling that we would have never had the privilege before. And it's just mm -hmm. a really good home base and a good anchor for us of like why we are the way that we are. It's our tone. It's the way we communicate things. And, um, you know, just having that as your root has been really beneficial for us in the way that we yeah. come across as artists and the way that we communicate and the way that we like encourage people to love and to communicate with others. Mm, that's good. So good. Yeah. I, like there's so many listeners that I have that are, you know, faith-filled believers, and there's others that have never been to church or will mm -hmm. not go to church, and so I, I'm very blessed to have such a wide array of people that listen to this podcast, and, you know, the, the way that I see it, and I wish everybody saw it this way, is that, you know, God gave us all gifts, and, mm -hmm. you know, and they don't have to be used in a church. That would be like saying that somebody who's gifted in architecture can only draw out blueprints for churches. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Yep. You know? I love that. So true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so there's, there's all kinds of people that are in church and they're using their gifts um, you know, in a vocation that is not a Christian vocation. Like there are teachers in public school systems and um, you know, everything else. So it's just like, you know, I, I love that you guys are uh, not, not shying away from the fact that, that you have faith in God, but that you're willing to, expand that to reach so many more people like you said like you're playing in bars you're playing in distilleries mm -hmm. I would do the same thing like mm -hmm. I, I've bartended I would rather be in a bar a lot of times than in some church services yeah. <laughs> because you know people can be so much more real in those situations than mm -hmm. you know yeah. in a church pew where they feel like they have to put on a mask and um and act like that they've got it all together or you know whatever it's it's a, it's a frustrating point for me you know to to deal with people that feel like that they are like super Christian well, yeah, and, and I think at the end of the day, we had a conversation with a friend of ours who um, Cassie mentioned the, the, the family that got us to move to Wilmington. 
Um, he's also a Grammy winning classical producer. They just won their first Grammy, or no, I think it's their second Grammy. Um, and, uh, him and I were talking over at Easter and I, I told him, I was like, man, I feel like for us specifically, we really, and we we're trying to look at life. We're never going to be Jesus. Right. But as Christians, you know, little Christ, we're supposed to live as close to a life like Christ did as much as close as we can. And, you know, Jesus had his 12 disciples that, that he surrounded himself with. But outside of that, he put himself in positions that would make other Christians uncomfortable because they're like, why are you hanging out with those people? Right. And right. so like, for us, we see it as the same thing. Like, yes, we have to surround ourselves. You know, Cassie and I, we, we try to make sure that we're that we're always stay pray, staying prayed up, that, you know, we're around people that fuel us so that when we do go to these bars and these breweries, that we are kind of protected in that spiritual sense. But like, we want to make sure that that they are getting the same love, the same gospel, that same, um, you know, that same feeling, even mm -hmm. though they're in a bar, they can still feel that. If you listen to those words of deep, like yeah. that song is a liberating song. That, that song yeah. is meant to, to get you off feet and get you going. Right. So, yes. you know, we sing that song in a bar. You got these people snap, you know, stomping and clapping. <laughs> these, these aren't church people, but they we're bringing them to church. Let, let's go. Right. And you don't even have to look beyond the disciples because, I mean, you look at the ones that he called to follow him and they were they were the worst of, of anybody else. I yeah, mean, they were exactly. they were thieves and, and sailors, like probably cussing like sailors. Mm -hmm. And and he 100%. was still like, hey, come follow me. So yeah, yeah, let's roll. No. Yeah. I, I love it. I love Jesus. And I love that, like, yeah. he calls me out to follow him even in my mess. So and I appreciate I that. I think like even for me specifically in the last year and a half, I think I've been like the most like pulled back in my like discovery of myself because up until COVID like I didn't miss church <laughs> and I grew up in the church and I was in leadership for so long yeah. and so just like the last year and a half of not being in church consistently between COVID and moving um it just like really gave me this time to deconstruct what I think um Aww. which can which can be easily like dangerous and also freeing and yeah. good um because like just because we're Christian artists that don't curse like music, man, we have been through hell and back in the last mm -hmm. year and a half of marriage. And honestly, mm -hmm. we're like, if we can get through that, we can get through anything. We've had yeah. some really, really, really bad situations come over our head. And I think one thing that helps, you know, that root I was saying in the anchor of our faith has been really good because um, we go through these hard things and we know who our like center is and who our core is and that root, but also I think it's helped us become more relatable because like we know what the crap is like and we also now like going through the crappy situations we're able to ask ourselves like why do I believe what I believe because mm -hmm. for a while like for me personally I don't know where I guess I put it on myself of this like good girl reputation but then I'm like am I doing it for the reputation or because of the rules or this like preconceived notion of what Christianity is or am I doing all these things because that's like how my heart actually feels do I actually love people because I want to do I do the things because I want to or because I feel like I have to and so just having that you know inner dialogue and that anchor of our faith I think it's been able to you know we've been able to write things really honestly that then connect with people who are not believers and it's like yo they know what life is like it's not easy and it's not always fun but mm -hmm. you know I can tell in conversations that we have opportunities to share our faith too so it's just kind of like overall has like rounded us out as humans and helped us with our reach for sure. It's powerful. Well, are you guys ready for some rapid fire questions? Yeah. Cass, you want to just alternate? Uh, sure. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm right. not and good with this. So. If, well, if one pertains more to one than the other, then, then 
you guys can choose what that is. But do you guys happen to know your Enneagram number? Two. Yes. <laughs> Was that part I'm of a... rapid fire? I said I found Did you say a two and a seven? Yes. Yeah. Would you believe that I have taken the test so many times and I am almost exactly the same percentage of a two and a seven? Really? Are you serious? I, I, Is that why we get along with not. you so well? I guess so. Like there, there are days that like you know I am so strong a two, and then the next day I am so strong a seven. I can and, see uh, Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Um, fun, and fun thought about that, by the way, jo- uh, Abner from. Him, he is also at seven just want to throw oh, that out there definitely of course he is <laughs> <laughs> man all right so what is a sound that you hate Ooh, uh for me it's the sound of uh, when you eat doritos and you start licking <laughs> your, your fingers oh my, oh my gosh man that yeah i'm thinking about it i'm getting pissed right now <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay so what is the last movie you watched i don't even know if you guys have time to watch movies but have you <laughs> what did we just see in theaters i can't uh, remember oh we saw um mobius oh yes i don't even know yeah. what that is but i'm gonna look um, it up yeah i was gonna say jared leto plays the marvel character mobius we love marvel okay marvel. yes well yes I, I, i'll say marvel over dc now, if you had 100%. to choose between Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, what would you Harry choose? Potter. Gosh, they both poo me out. No, I don't like Cassie, Cassie falls asleep <laughs> during those movies. For me, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> I like fell asleep. Oh. They're so long. I fell asleep. <laughs> they are long. But you, I mean, like, if you're interested, then you just get engulfed in them and you can binge watch all of them the same day. I did yes. Harry Potter on, like, a snow day. I think it was, like, a 24-hour binge of watching I all of them. I love it. Yes. But, yeah. yeah and I've watched, like, Lord of the Rings so many times. So, yeah. Probably what about Harry Potter? Potter. Probably Harry Potter. That other thing has like a rubber-looking schmeagle thing. Probably Harry Potter. <laughs> well, but then there's there's uh, yeah. there's Dobby for Harry Potter. Yeah, I was gonna say Dobby's in Harry Potter. Yeah. And freaking oh. Lord, Lord Voldemort is like the creepiest-looking creature. Yeah, Holy cow. true. Man. Oh my gosh. All right. So, do you guys prefer to dress up or dress down? Down. Ooh, dress up. <laughs> <laughs> she said down. She said that so fast. We have a song that's not out yet called Homebody. Oh, because she is a homebody. She don't like do nothing. Oh, hey, I love it. What's your What's your ideal pizza? Meat lovers. Stuffed crust. <laughs> Stuffed crust with anything on it. Um, probably be honest. Cheese, <laughs> just cheese. Nah, okay. she eats pine. She eats pineapple on her pizza. Y'all. Oh, I do. Oh, yes. I do eat pineapple on my pizza. Oh, oh god, it's so good. When I do. Yeah. Would you believe that when I went to Hawaii a few weeks ago that I <laughs> ordered? a pizza with with pineapple and they didn't have it because they were like oh we're actually authentically italian and i said but we're in hawaii there's how a you freaking, not gonna have a hawaiian pizza there's hawaii. pineapple farms every few miles like how are you not gonna have pineapple they like, you should have the best thing pineapple for your pizza yeah man um all right so when you're putting a t-shirt on do you put your arms in first or your head definitely my arms you got questioning everything what hold up <laughs> No, if you don't put uh, your arms in head. first, you get lost. No, okay. my head. Definitely my so head first for me. Your head and her arms. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you do you brush your teeth with warm water or cold water? Cold. I mean, it's just I'm not there for a second. I don't even think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely well, cold. Okay. Um, and so the last question is, what do you want to be remembered as? Ooh, Cassie, you go first. I was going to say good cat mom just because the cat walked in. 
But let me think about a better answer. <laughs> I, I, Can know. we just say that I hate cats? This is terrible, <laughs> but I, I hate, I'm, I'm highly allergic. But oh, no. even if I wasn't, I don't know that I could get down with them. But we're so, not cat people and, either. I was going to say, we are not cat people. We got mellow because we live on the third floor of an apartment with barely any grass. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I take a lot of, of trips for work. And I wanted Cassie to have like something to cuddle. I didn't want it to be another dude, so we got her a cat. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so cat. I understand that. Okay. So and we like Mello. He's chill. He's like a dog. He's really chill. Um, right. But as far as what I want to remember, Dad, I've always said this. I want to leave a, a behind a legacy of of someone who just truly cares. You know, if you ask anyone who truly knows me, um, they'll they'll tell you that I I can make friends with a brick wall. I can make friends with anybody. I can have a conversation Dude. with anyone. That's so the seven I, in us. That's the seven in us. So I, I really just want to be remembered as that guy that talked to me once, that guy that, you know, did something weird. I've always said that whenever I'm out and about, I always want to do something to where when some random person goes home to their family, they're like, this weirdo at Food Lion, you know, yes. I, I love, I love stuff like that. So that's, yes. that's what I want to be remembered as, that, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cassie, do you, do you have an answer other than being the best cat mom? Yeah, I actually, okay. um, probably just like inspired by my grandparents they've left like such a big legacy of just like loving their family really well and like down through the generations and I'm like I'm not like a super social person so I probably won't say hi to everyone at Food Line but like the hmm. people the people within my wing like I like to make sure that they are safe and they're secure and they feel loved and celebrated and cared for so mine's probably like more like internal yeah that's beautiful you guys are, are some of the best guests that I've had on this podcast. And I've had, I've had a whole bunch. I mean, I'm probably pushing 50, 60 guests or since <laughs> I started this in the pandemic. And y'all are incredible uh, conversationalists and oh. just incredible people. Um, I mean, you've yeah. articulated everything so well. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate y'all taking the time out tonight yeah. to be on this. And I can't wait for our listeners to, to hear this conversation. Thank you. Thank you it's so much for having us. We appreciate you. And hello to all of your listeners. We love 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 this lady so thanks so much for having us on we appreciate you man yes i can't wait to see y'all this summer when i head east uh, to the beach and i'm looking forward to it we'll grab dinner or or get some sun or you know whatever it is so i'm so excited about that but anything else that y'all want to say before we sign off no, we, we appreciate, yeah, I was going to say, we appreciate everything. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening to our music. Um, check it out again. She said, we are the Grays, and you can just look it up, look us up on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, and then, you know, pop into a Gray session. You can drop down a request of a song that you want to hear. We'll do that. We'll cover it for you. Um, yes. Yeah, oh, I'm, all, I'm about to do that. I'm about to do be it. On it. <laughs> Please do it. We are all about connecting with our fans, so follow us. Uh, we are a lot cooler online than we are in person, so definitely. <laughs> make that I, I beg to differ. I <laughs> beg to differ. But I will definitely. Um, I'll tag all of that in the show notes to make sure that people know how to how to find you guys. Awesome. But You're the best. Thank you. Yeah. Thank y'all so much, and thank you, listeners, for listening to another episode of Church Talks. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Church Talks. Church Talks.